What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are tuned into the one day late Tuesday touchback in honor of Labor Day. We took that day off, which put us like your garbage men one day behind schedule. But we're here now. So Tuesday touchback on a Wednesday morning or Tuesday night. If you're bored and up late, you'll get this. I am your host, Dale Lippin, in here with the co-host of all co-hosts, the man that keeps all of this together, the dude with the plan. Soup, what's going on? Uh, nothing much, man. Uh, just wrapped up a, an ex- absolutely exciting week one of college football, um, ready for week one of the NFL, uh, UFC 228 this weekend. Um, you know, had a great Labor Day with the family, and uh, I'm glad to be back. Yeah, um, it was a, it was actually a pretty decent holiday weekend. Um, normally, I don't put too much stock into you know, Memorial Day weekend, Labor Day weekend, stuff like that. But we actually had a pretty good time just spending time with the family, was able to make it out to the beach and stuff. It was a pretty good time. Um, I'm with you, though. As far as uh, week one college football goes, I think we did rather well. Uh, Let's just dive right into it. What are some of the bigger takeaways that you had from this weekend? Uh, Keep it short and sweet. Um, Overall, we went uh, 10 and six on our picks. Um, the one pick that we recommended at a five unit play was West Virginia covering that nine and a half. Uh, Will Greer, his Heisman campaign has started and is rolling in full effect. Uh, 400 yards and five touchdowns. He torched West for, or he torched Tennessee like we expected. Um, man, are they a fun team to watch? The head, him and David Sills are a blast to watch. Yeah, uh, that was that was you know it was a close game for a little while, but they eventually pulled away, and I think they ended up winning by what twenty six points or something like that. So easy cover for sure. Um, I, I was impressed yeah. with their defense, real quick. I mean, just uh, you know, I know it's Big Twelve football and it's West Virginia and everything else. I thought their defense played uh, really well. I was I wasn't I was surprised at how aggressive they were getting after the ball and pressuring Tennessee. Yeah. Um, so it seems like big 12 teams are actually trying to make a statement on the defensive end. Cause you mentioning that leads me into another big 12 team that blew me away on the defensive side of the ball, the offense we expected, but man, did Oklahoma's defense look legit. Yeah. I, you know, I get it's FAU and they're not, you know, a power five team, but, this is the FAU team that I think averaged third most points in the country last year in like 41 a game. And they returned a lot of guys. So it's not like it's a bunch of schlubs, a bunch of new guys. You know, they returned a lot of players. Um, and boy, man, you know, Oklahoma's defense looked great. But man, Kyler Murray, he is everything that everybody thought he could be. Yeah, at least one game in, he definitely appears to be. Um, you know, I hate to be those people that jump on the bandwagon and be like, you know, wanting to, wanting to usher somebody into the new era, like people are with Tua at Alabama. Um, you know, I, I, but man, did Kyler, I'm with you. Kyler Murray looked fantastic. I mean, that, that, you know, obviously a, uh, a professional level talent with the baseball draft. Uh, but man, I mean, it, I'd be anxious to see what four years and a sooner helmet would look like on that kid. Yeah, um, I really loved the the tribute to Baker Mayfield. He did that first touchdown he threw. He high-stepped down the field, 
like Baker Mayfield used to. That was pretty cool. Um, you know, paying his respects to, you know, the guy whose shoes he's trying to fill. Uh, I don't think we'll ever get another big game Baker as far as his passion, attitude, and talent all combined into one. But, you know, Kyler Murray, yeah, he's the, – the kid's electric, man. He, uh, he's he got quite the arm. He's mobile. He looked like Reggie Bush a couple times in the backfield. It, it was it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that. And I, I, I don't know where I saw it, so I can't give credit where credit's due. But um, that – uh, the one play where he was, you know, he basically ran from one side of the field to the other and made about six people miss. Somebody said it was like playing with Michael Vick and uh, the old Madden games. With Madden the way he, seven. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it was very similar to that. I wish that was my own original take on that, but it's not. But yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it reminded me of. Uh, I mean, the, the kid, the kid was just an absolute treat to watch. Um, you had mentioned about, you know, returning a lot of players for FAU, another team that returned a lot of players and had a similar uh, sort of showing was Michigan state. You know, they were, they returned almost everybody and they looked like dog crap against Utah state. Yeah, that was a tough game. Um, uh, ben Wicke, their quarterback, he did everything he could. Um, LJ Scott. I mean, he put up the stats, but he didn't look, like he was ready to play. It, it, it looked like he, you know, just they, they overlooked Utah State is, is what it was. Michigan State will be better um, defensively. Their offense did, you know, their offense did what they're supposed to do. But defensively, I, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll bounce back. I really do. Um, they're a well-coached team. But, yeah, it was um, them and then another Big Ten school that – looked like dog crap defensively was Penn state. Um, it, it was, it was the same game, but in different uniforms, Appalachian state marched up and down the field, just like Utah state did. And, you know, big 10 schools, you're supposed to be known for your defense and Penn state and Michigan state were not, uh, ready on the defensive end of the ball. Yeah. No, they they absolutely were not. Um, I look for them to bounce back this weekend, though. Um, I I think I think that they'll bounce back well this weekend. Uh, so Penn I'm State not, or Michigan yeah, State? Penn State. Penn State. Oh, Penn, Penn State's going to mollywop Pitt in Hinesfield. Yeah, it's coming. Um, I think the line on that is eight, eight and yeah, a half, something like yeah, that. I saw eight and a half today. It actually opened at fourteen and a half, and after. Um, after Pitt's performance this week uh, with a 33 to seven victory and Penn state struggling with app state, which that, that shouldn't be blown out of proportion the way it is. App state is known for this stuff. They did it against Michigan. They did it against Tennessee two years ago, week one teams come in and overlook them and they take advantage of it. Penn state luckily got out of there with the overtime victory, but yeah, I think Penn State comes. James Franklin's going to have them ready to go on Saturday. Um, and I believe it's the night game. I think it's the 8 o'clock ESPN game I think in so. Hinesfield. So it's a night game in Hinesfield. You know, Pitt's going to be ready. They're gonna, their fight song's going to be going. Hail to Pitt. You're going to hear Sweet Caroline. It's going to happen. But uh, I think a lot of Pitt fans, um, a little 
play on words here. I think uh, I think their butts are going to be a little McSorley after this game. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah, um, I think so too. And I, I think that you know a lot of people walking around uh, downtown right now are amped up for this game on Saturday, thinking that uh, you know with App State sh- having the showing that they did, that they have a real good chance of uh, you know putting it to Penn State. But I just think that that's. I think that's just well wishes and, and, and hopes and dreams. I I'm with you. I think that Penn state's just going to crush them. Um, and it's going to be under the bright lights of Heinz too. So, I mean, at least if nothing else, they'll get to see Pitt absolutely destroyed in a beautiful stadium. So that'll yeah. be nice to jump from uh teams that, you know, underperformed in our opinion to teams that I think looked really good. Um, Wisconsin dominated that game. We did take Western Kentucky plus the points in that hit. But Wisconsin, hands down, they absolutely dominated that entire game. Yeah, they um, Stanford looked really, really good. Yeah, they did. Without Bryce Love performing, which is huge for them. Um, yeah, they need that. Um, they really do because, you know, it, it seems like the – one of the common narratives over the, the course of maybe the last five or six years is this going to be the year where where Stanford starts putting everything together. I mean, like, you know, they come in, they're hyped, then they catch an, an L or two, and then they're they, you know they're just in, inevitably out of it. Um, but if you can come out and have the showing that they had uh, with Love getting basically just bottled up, uh, I think that speaks volumes for the talent that's on the on that team. And the the players that they field, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season to see how they match up um, going forward. That's an exciting team to watch for sure. Yeah, they've got a huge game this weekend against USC, so that'll be fun. Um, that that that'll be you know a top fifteen matchup, so that'll be good to watch. Uh, KJ Costello from Stanford, their quarterback, yeah, they, that kid can play football, man. He he's he's a stud. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a football player. I mean, there's not, he's not like, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say like, it's not that he's, I wouldn't call him like a specialist. I mean, it looks, I mean, the kid just, he throws on the pads and he can just play football. And I think that he's one of those kids um, that, you know, you could put him on any team in the country and he could find a place to produce and be able to, you know, uh, contribute in a meaningful manner no matter what team you put him on he's he's a stud for sure yeah um i know we've got you know we've got to cover uh a little bit of ufc 228 we've got to cover the thursday night game we've got a couple housekeeping things to get to just a couple more games to run through here um ohio state covered the over all by themselves we hit that uh they dropped 77 um the under in the Washington Auburn game. That was a slug fest. A lot of field goals in that game. Yeah. What else? Uh, USC's under hit. Their defense looked really good against UNLV. Uh, Boise State came out swinging. Uh, they covered their nine and a half. I think they won by 32. Oregon covered their 29 and a half. They won by 34. And then <clears throat> uh, Florida State. Boy, my goodness. Florida, the, the state of Florida in general has to be embarrassed with how Miami and Florida State performed in the primetime games. Absolutely. I mean, those bright lights got turned on and those guys just sat there like a deer on 422 just waiting to get smacked. Um, 
you know, they, they literally did nothing. Um, I was amped up, had the game on and it was about 10 minutes into that Florida state game. And I was like, I, I'm finding something else to do. I'm done here. I, I need nothing. I don't need to see anything else. So as I'm watching the Virginia tech, Florida state game, um, this, I did not know. I, you know, Virginia tech's known for their defense. Um, they're returning, they're returning starters on defense. They returned three starters. That's it. They wow. had a combined 54 starts between the three guys that returned from last year's team. It's the least amount of starts. And they would they said the least amount of starts since 2009 and 2006, when they had 52 combined starts, what do those two years have in common? Virginia tech won the ACC. So that's something to keep your eye on. Um, they just they these guys buy into the system. They buy into the lunch pail defense, the hard nose. You know, we come to work. We're gonna you're, we're gonna knock you in the helmet, and it just it it just shows that program's depth and uh, and and their ability to recruit and the talent that they really have. And they really really impressed me against the Florida State team that I thought was gonna come out swinging with uh, with their man and uh, and uh, Francois back, but. He didn't look good. Florida State got snubbed of a touchdown early. That was a touchdown, um, but that wasn't going to change the game. They got crushed, and we crushed that under by almost 30 points. Right. And that was our final game of the week. Yeah, so, I mean, I think we fin- all, when it was all said and done, we finished at, what, like 64% or something like that? Yeah, um, plus nine and a half units. Plus nine and a half units. So if you were if you were fortunate enough to follow along, with uh the patreon picks and get on those and if you bet everything on that breakdown via patreon uh you know you'd have finished plus nine units but transitioning uh from that back into the patreon thing you know something that you and i talked about and we had mentioned it last week and we got some feedback on it and we you know you and i spoke and we just went ahead and decided to do some housekeeping stuff with the patreon page we were doing multiple tiers of membership via Patreon. So when you got on our page to support us on there, there was, you know, three different tiers with options on picks and all that stuff. And you and I both agree. It just, it was too much. Um, it was too cluttered. It, it didn't run smoothly. Uh, you know, it was just confusing as far as who had access to what. So we just decided to clean the entire thing up. So what we're doing now is just one membership tier. Um, and that one membership tier support tier. Now, granted, you can get on and do a one-time donation, which we appreciate. Um, but if you want to be a monthly supporter, it's 10 bucks. And that 10 bucks is going to get you five additional picks every weekend. So on top of what we cover for free on Fridays with the with the main show, you're also getting five additional picks and breakdowns across all sports uh, on the weekends. And you know, throughout the course of the month, that's going to add up to 20 picks. You're looking at, you know, what, 50 cents a pick. Um, that's hard to, I, I challenge you to find a better deal than that. Um, so we're doing that. And in doing that as well, for our first 50 Patreon supporters, we're going to be cutting limited edition, super soft, butter, you know, 30-year-old T-shirts, soft T-shirts, uh, and, and sending those out to our first 50 patrons for free. Um, and they'll be available for everybody else as well, but that you won't get that hefty discount of free dollars. So um, 
like I said, one membership tier, 10 bucks, five additional picks a weekend. That's 20 picks over the course of the month. So hopefully that clarifies things up for people. Yeah. And like you said, you know, you're getting those 20 picks, but um, you're not going to get those 20 picks unless you listen to the podcast because you got to know who we are. And by listening on Fridays, along with those 20 picks that you're, you know, the, the 10 buck, the 10 bucks are getting you with college and NFL in full effect um, with NBA coming up, you know, with, with a UFC pay-per-view at least once a month, you're going to be getting an additional uh, probably seven or eight picks at least through the show. So make sure you get on, you subscribe on our Instagram because we do drop, you know, free picks maybe an hour before a game. If there's something that comes up, if a line changes that we like, we will be dropping stuff on Instagram. It'll be on Twitter. So make sure you get on and follow us at Fistful Cash. Um, spread the word. You know, we're looking to expand this. We're looking to help everybody follow this burning trail. Um, we're off to a blazing hot start this year. And uh, I I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. I really don't. No, I don't either. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things almost like old school gold mining. Whenever you find that vein and you can hit it, you just, you ride it till you absolutely empty it out. And, um, you know, we, you and I had tossed around the idea of this podcast for a long time, but you know, we went through some ups and downs as far as wagering goes and stuff like that. But then it was probably about a year ago. We just sort of hit our stride and have not looked back since, um, you know, not to sound gimmicky or guru ish, where, you know, we're saying we got a system and stuff like that, but we have the ability and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say it at the risk of sounding pompous, you know, you and I have a, a good enough check and balance system when it comes to what we like and don't like that we can keep each other uh, on the even and on the straight and narrow when it comes to wagers. So that way, when we do make a wager, we're making the most informed wager and it, in doing that, our percentages are sky high and that is sort of what prompted this movement to actually get this podcast up and going and take it from dream to reality. So yeah, uh, we want to pay it forward because, you know, like we said in episode one and episode two, it's happy people making people happy. And that's why we're doing the giveaways too. Um, you're saying, you know, it, it, the Patreon thing's well and good, but you got to know who we are. And if you know who we are, we want you to, you know, sort of spread the word and have other people know who we are. So one of the ways that we do that is by moving us up the rankings on iTunes. Right now, we are the 17th ranked sports betting podcast. And that's fantastic. We're, we've been on the air for what, three weeks now? Um, yeah. That's amazing. We're also the number one MMA betting podcast on iTunes right now. And we've been around for three weeks. So uh, one of the things that you can do is get on iTunes and like, subscribe, leave a review and we've gotten one in since we announced the contest yesterday uh the next five five star reviews um that come in we're going to select three of those three out of those five and we're going to send them amazon gift cards right and that's not only that's not just the five star rating but the actual review right. itself 
Right. The review. It just, if you give us five stars, great. If you give us one, that doesn't mean you're not eligible for it either. I don't really care what stars you're giving us. I care about the fact that you're engaged with us as a community. So get on, leave the review. And, you know, of the next five that we get, and we just got, like I said, we just got one, another one yesterday, last time I checked anyway. So, I mean, the other ones might be there now. I don't know. Um, but I've got the, I've got the marking point. Once we reach those five, boom, we're selecting three of them. We'll hit you up. We'll shout you out on the show. And then, you know, you can email us your info and we'll get you those Amazon gift cards. We're going to keep giving stuff away because we want to keep paying it forward. Um, we want this, this podcast to be like an echo chamber of positivity and money. So that's what we're, that's what we're doing. So that's, I think that's all I got for housekeeping stuff soup. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I just want to <clears throat> backpedal to something you said. Um, you said that we have the ability to keep each other even and keep uh, keep each other's heads on straight as far as it comes to picks. Um, <clears throat> we saw that in the – I mean, I'm going to take credit for this. Uh, we saw that in the Justin Gaethje-James Vick fight where you originally were leaning James Vick and I was leaning Justin Gaethje. Um, we agreed on Justin Gaethje, and it paid off. Yep. So you, so UFC 228, the original picks, um, you were back and forth and weren't sure. I want to see where your head's at. I think you might've said Woodley and I picked Darren Till. Where's your head at now? I'm still, I'm still in the same spot. And I'll tell you, uh, if Darren Till makes the weight, Darren Till wins. Um, but I will say this and I've been, I, I've gone through and, you know, nerd out, whatever. I've watched every Tyron Woodley, uh, every one of Tyron Woodley's fights in the UFC over the course of the last two days. And I am discounting how smart of a fighter he is. Um, I don't want to take away from that. Tyron Woodley has the ability to make everybody that he fights fight his fight. He does not get tied up in other people's strategy. He does not get tied up in other people's game plans. You cannot engage him in a brawl. You cannot engage him in a wrestling match if that's not what he wants to happen. I'm not sure how Darren Till will win this fight short of catching him. Um, if Darren Till makes the weight and he comes out and he fights Woodley like he fought Wonder Boy, Woodley's going to beat him. Um He's got to come out and fight Woodley the same way he fought Nicholas Dalby. Um, if he does that and he can get Woodley to somehow engage in a brawl and impose his size on him, I think we'll see uh, a new welterweight champ. But I am I'm not as sold on Till as I was the first time we covered this fight, just to be honest with you. I'm the battle with the scale. And looking at some of his fights and going back and watching Woodley fight, I don't I don't know. The other thing I'll say about Woodley is this. Woodley has not been cracked yet. Um Wonderboy in, in the first fight had some good had some some flush strikes and had Woodley in a little bit of trouble, but he hasn't been cracked. Um and a guy that's as big as Darren Till, I mean it's essentially a middleweight. Heck, he could probably be a 205-er at some point. Um, he starts cracking you, you never know. Um, you just, you never know. So, we'll we'll see. I mean, I, I'm still on the fence about it. I'm, you know, obviously going to be tuned into the embedded episodes. I got to see what weigh-ins look like. Who knows, man. 
I like Woodley right now, but I also like Till. It's still 50-50. Nothing's changed since the last time we talked about it. I'm still 50-50 on it, man. I don't know. What do you think? Nah, I'm, I'm sticking with Till, um, but I know you're more of an eyeball test kind of guy. So uh, we'll we'll see where your head's at after weigh-ins. We'll see what Till looks like at the weigh-ins. Um, before that comes up, though, we do have a Thursday night game. Um, we'll probably be recording during that Thursday night game. So in order to get our pick out there for that, we've got the Falcons versus the Eagles. Um, last I saw Eagles were still a two and a half point favorite without Carson Wentz and without Alshon Jeffrey. I'm going the Falcons in in this one. Um, I think Matt Ryan bounces back. I think the offense bounces back. Um, I, I like the Falcons getting the two and a half points in this game. Yeah, I think I, I like that too. Um, and I like that because one, because I think that the Foles, um, the Foles fluke is done. Um, you know, let's not forget who Nick Foles was three years ago, two years ago. I'm not getting lost on that. Um, the, the, you know, lightning in a bottle, whatever you want to call it. It's a wrap, man. Uh, Wentz is Philadelphia's guy and will be when he comes back. This Nick Foles thing is done. I, I look for Atlanta to come in and be Atlanta and Philly to go back to, um, what Philly looked like before they drafted Wentz. And I think that, I think that Atlanta covers that because Atlanta is going to win outright um, by a lot. So I don't know. I like yeah. Atlanta in that game. I don't, no, I, I do too. I don't, their I don't, de- their, their defense will be prepared. Uh, Philly's defense is no joke, but Atlanta's got a lot of playmakers. They've got Keanu Neal and they've got, um, well, I guess they lost a couple linemen, um, but You've got Matt Ryan, you've got Julio Jones, you've got Calvin Ridley coming in on the offensive end. You've got the running back duo and Devonta Freeman and uh, and Tevin Coleman. So, yeah, I, I like Atlanta. Um, I'll probably take the two and a half just in case it's, you know, a 24-23 game. But I could see Atlanta winning outright. Um, but I do. Yeah, I, I've, I'm going to go with the two and a half on it. But I don't I don't hate the outright pick by any means. Yeah, I mean that's that's sort of where I'm leaning for that uh for that game, but that's you know, I don't know, very rarely do I find myself in a situation where I feel strongly about a football game um and do so without hesitation, but this is one where I'm just you know, it, it, if it was like a speed round thing where you're just naming off games, like who's going to win, boom, 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 boom. There's not a situation that comes up where I don't just say Atlanta off the cuff for that. Um, but speaking of the Eagles, uh, Fletcher Cox um, got himself in some trouble over the course of last year for uh, dipping his, uh, his wick where he shouldn't and was actually getting sued by a guy for – uh, basically stealing this dude's old lady. Did you read about that? Oh yeah, I definitely read about it. Uh, it was all over the place. Yeah. Um, now I can only imagine how embarrassing it was. One for that guy to admit um, that that had happened. Uh, and I mean, unless he was a Philly or unless he was a Philadelphia fan, I mean, then he, maybe he was probably pumped about it. I don't know. But to have your business aired out like that is, um, you know, that's something you can't. That's it's hard to recover from, and the embarrassment and the the upsetting nature of something like that to have, have it be found out the way he found out by stumbling across text messages on his phone. It's definitely something that you want to avoid. 
Um, and one way that you can avoid that is by retaining the services of a company called Check Your Mate Investigations. Check Your Mate Investigations was designed with the adulterous spouse in mind. However, they have branched out over the course of the last couple of years to do everything from private security to missing persons locations, um, welfare checks, all of these things on top of the possible uh, spouse that is looking for extracurricular activities. So if you find yourself in a situation where you're looking for the comfort of knowing that uh, the missus is staying your missus and the mister is staying your mister, by all means, we want to navigate you to checkyourmate.com. That's check-your-mate.com. And they'll be able to help you out with all of your, um, I don't even want to call it a need, but they'll be able to help you out if you find yourself in a situation which hopefully you don't, uh, where you need to employ services such as that. They're discreet, they're professional, they're licensed and bonded in all 50 states. Checkyourmate.com. Anyway, um, so yeah, dude, I, I think this was a, I think it was a super week one of football, and I think I think week two is going to be fantastic. Any uh, any other glaring takeaways that you want to add before we wrap this thing up? No. Um... I think that's it. I think we covered pretty much everything. We've got a huge weekend in sports ahead of us. Uh, week two, college. Week one, NFL, UFC 228. So Friday, um, it might be a little bit longer of an episode than normal because we do want to cover, you know, not the majority, but we are going to cover college, NFL, and UFC. We want to get you as informed as possible before you go to the book and make your play. So bear with us. Um, you know, there's a lot of information to be had in Friday's episode. So just expect a little bit longer of an episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, with a weekend like this one coming up where we have a UFC event on top of college and pro football, we're not going to do a full uh, main card breakdown like we've done in the past, but I will go over um, probably, uh, you know, a handful of fights that I think are good plays. And then uh, ones that we don't cover, uh, if, you know, you're listening and you're like, oh man, I really wish, you know, I knew what was going on with this fight. Uh, there's a good chance it's going to show up on one of those five Patreon picks that we were talking about. So I would encourage listeners on Friday to go ahead and go over and navigate to the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash fistful of cash. Uh, go ahead and get signed up. And then whenever we post stuff on Friday, it'll just automatically inbox you and let you know that it's there. So uh, again, patreon.com forward slash fistful of cash. But yeah, Friday show might be a little bit longer, but it's not going to be that much longer. I'd say probably about a half hour like we're running right now. Yeah, we won't have to cover anything that we played over the weekend. So that'll, you know, those 15 minutes that we spent doing that at the beginning of this episode, um, we'll be able to cover college and NFL and then we can get into the UFC main card. Yeah, roger that. All right, guys, so until the Friday show, I know you'll be listening to this either Tuesday night or Wednesday morning, so it's going to be a quick turnaround. You're going to be hearing a lot of us real quick. But like I said, we took the week, uh, we took the day off for Labor Day. So hope everybody had a good holiday weekend, and we'll touch base with everybody on Friday. Until then, sign off, Soup. As always, ladies and gents, clear eyes, full fist, can't lose. All right, see you guys. Take care.